Well, hello, my friends, and welcome to Hope for Your Heart. This is Pastor Calvin Corbett. So glad that you're joining us. And this is a ministry of Hickory Ridge Community Church. We are located at 3320 Battlefield Boulevard South in the wonderful uh, section of Hickory. We'd love to have you come worship with us 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock. And we're still doing drive-in church, but that is starting to wind down. And uh, we're going to finish up drive-in church on Christmas Eve. And so if you haven't made plans for Christmas Eve, why don't you come join us? December 24th, we're going to be doing two Christmas Eve services, one at three o'clock, that'll be drive-in, one at five o'clock, that'll be inside candlelight. Now listen, you come to the three o'clock service, uh, we're going to give you coffee and cocoa and cookies, and and you can sit in your car, listen to the service, enjoy the season. Uh, We'll have Christmas songs and a Christmas message, and and, uh, we'll have a great opportunity to gather together and celebrate the birth of Christ. And then the inside service at five o'clock on Christmas Eve will be a candlelight service. I hope that you come and be part of that. And uh, we're so excited about what God is doing. So come on, make plans for Christmas Eve, 3 o'clock or 5 o'clock. Hickory Ridge Community Church located at 3320 Battlefield Boulevard South. If you're not sure where that is, go down Battlefield Boulevard South and keep going till you come to the last church before you get into North Carolina. So if you see the sign that says, Welcome to North Carolina, you've gone too far, and uh, you're getting into Moyoc, uh, which is a great place to be, uh, but our church is right on the state line of Virginia and North Carolina. That's why we call ourselves the church where Virginia and North Carolina meet God. Well, thanks so much for joining us today. I want to talk to you about a, a subject that I think every one of us from time to time will encounter. I've entitled the message today, When Your Dreams Turn Into Disaster. You ever have that happen to you? Man, you start out with these great ambitions. You start off with this great goal in mind, these plans in place, and all of a sudden it falls apart. Well, for today and tomorrow's broadcast, I'm going to be talking to you about this very important subject. What do I do when my dreams turn into a disaster? Although no one was near enough to hear it, it ultimately echoed around the world. None of the passengers in the DC-4 ever knew what happened. They died instantly. That was on February 15, 1947. A plane that was bound for Ecuador crashed clumsily into a 14,000-foot-high towering peak not far from Bagada. The plane burst into flames as it dropped into a ravine very far below. On that plane was a young New Yorker, Glenn Chambers. He planned to begin his missionary work with the voice of the Andes, and he had this lifelong dream that suddenly turned into a nightmare. Before leaving Miami Airport earlier that day, Chambers dashed off a note to his mom and dropped it into the mailbox to be delivered to her. He found a little scrap of paper on the floor of the terminal, and and on that scrap of paper was printed a piece for an advertisement with just one single word on this paper. That word was the word, why? Sprawled all across the center. But between mailing that and the delivery of that note, Chambers was killed. When the letter finally did arrive, there staring up at his mom was that haunting question, why? Of all the questions, this one is most searching, most tormenting. No single truth reminds us of this need to ask why like this one. Here it is. God is too kind to do anything cruel. 
He is too wise to make a mistake. He is too deep to explain himself. Mrs. Chambers stopped asking why when she saw the who behind the scene. All other sounds are muffled when we claim his absolute sovereignty, even the deafening sound of a crashing DC-4. Have you ever experienced that gut-wrenching moment when your dreams become a nightmare and you find yourself in the starring role? We all have. Have you ever asked why, as you looked at the shattered remains of your plans and the shattered remains of your dreams? I think we all have. So today, I want to show you a better alternative than asking why. I want to point out to the witness of a man by the name of Joseph. He saw all of his dreams fall into a million pieces right at his feet. What happened in his life is worthy of note. It may help you and me when our dreams are shattered. I want to spend a little time on this little phrase, when your dreams turn into disaster. But let me give you a little background about the, the life of Joseph. You know that he was a carpenter. He was a devout Jew, and he and Mary were engaged to be married. It was an exciting time in his life. Most commentators will point out that Joseph was many years older than Mary. Now, that's why we don't learn anything else about Joseph after Jesus' 12th birthday. Remember, Jesus got separated from his mom and dad at the temple, and, and Mary and Joseph frantically searched for him. Well, that's the last we hear about Joseph. Many believe the reason that's the last we hear about Joseph is because he was older, and he passed even before the death of his son, Jesus. Because at the cross, only Mary is there. All the disciples had fled. John was there beside Mary to support her during this terrible time. But Joseph is nowhere to be seen because Joseph is probably already passed on. When we think about the dash dreams that Joseph had, he had planned his life meticulously. He had got his business together. He had saved some money. He was going through the time of waiting, the, the time of engagement, waiting to be married to the love of his life. He was an upright man. He knew that he was proper and pure in his relationship with Mary. But then he finds that Mary is going to have a baby. Now, he knows he's not the father. He says, it's impossible for me to be dad. I've been pure in this relationship, and he's pondering what he should do. All the while as he's pondering this, I can imagine he's feeling that despair in his life because his dreams are falling apart. It appears to be random, but it's not. You see, even though our dreams may appear to be randomly dashed, disaster can happen at any time. As we look at Matthew 1.18, it says, This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Here is something interesting, right? This disaster can happen at any time, even times of great expectation. A baby's going to be born, great expectation. But the way this was to come about, in Joseph's mind and in Mary's mind, was a disaster. You know, disasters can even happen in times of great excitement. A wedding, for example. I remember many years ago, I was doing a wedding ceremony, and we we're going to have the ceremony at the church, and then at the conclusion of the ceremony, there's going to be a reception in our family life center. And I remember as we're preparing for this wonderful time, this time of celebration, uh, this is a long time ago. This is uh, probably 30 years ago this happened. I wasn't even at the church I'm at now. Uh, and, and so we're getting ready for the reception, and we go into the reception hall, and the food is all ready. 
and uh, and something is missing. The wedding cake. Where is the wedding cake? Well, we weren't too far into the reception, and all of a sudden, we discovered what happened. We went out to the parking lot, and we found that the person that was to be bringing the wedding cake had been in a car accident. That cake was sitting in the back of the car. It was one of those hatchback cars. I think it was a Ford Pinto, right? It's a wonder the thing didn't blow up in the accident. Uh, but in the back of that car was the wedding cake, and somebody had ran into the back of that car. There was wedding cake all over that car. What a disaster, right? Disasters can happen even at times of great excitement like a wedding. You know, disaster can create a time of great embarrassment. Can you imagine the crowds? Ooh, a baby being born before a wedding? Now, in our culture, this is not scandalous, right? As a matter of fact, it's a sad fact that 40% of all babies who are born today are born to a mom who's not married. But back in Jesus' day, this was unheard of. You would never bring that embarrassment upon your family. Now, that's why you could put a person away who committed this fornication. You could actually have that person stoned in biblical times. When we think about these shattered dreams, I want to ask you a question. Has God ever allowed your dreams to be shattered? You know, it may be hard to understand, but that is how sometimes things work. You see, the Bible is clear on this matter. Our God works His will in our lives in His ways that we cannot begin to comprehend. Isaiah 55 verses 8 and 9 says that His plans for us are rarely what we would plan for ourselves. In Job 1 and 2, we see that Job's plans were much different than what God had planned for him. As a matter of fact, Paul writes these words, 2 Corinthians chapter 4. And and I just want these words to wash over you as I read them to you. Paul says, but we have this treasure in earthly vessels, that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. Paul says, we are hard-pressed on every side, but yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. Always caring about in the body of the dying of the Lord Jesus Christ, that the life of Jesus also may be manifest in our body. For we who live are always delivered to death for Jesus' sake, that the life of Jesus also may be made manifest in our mortal flesh. And then I love verse number 12. Paul says something that is somewhat unusual in our way of thinking. He says, death is working in us, but life in you. What's he talking about? He's saying that we have two forces within us. On one hand, we're dying, but on the other hand, there's life being sprung up within us. So Paul says, because of that, we don't lose heart. Even though our outward man is perishing, yet inwardly we're being renewed day by day. And then he reminds us of the afflictions that we go through life, the things that we would call disasters sometimes. He says they are light, momentary afflictions that are working in us, something far exceedingly more because of the eternal weight of glory. Well, we do not look at the things which are seen, but on the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. So I want you to know, Dash dreams may appear to be random, 
but they really are very revealing. Joseph is going to have a baby. He's going to be the earthly father of Jesus. Because Joseph, her husband, he was a faithful man. That is, he was a just man. He didn't want to expose Mary to public disgrace. He had a mind to divorce her quietly. Don't you love the heart of Joseph? He finds himself in a terrible predicament, but because of these dashed dreams, we're able to see his character. You know, the three things that dashed dreams reveal about us. Number one, they reveal the depth of my character. You know, the times when life goes wrong from our perspective is the times when we can see our true selves. For what we are in the worst of times is what we really are in our hearts. As you look at Job chapter 1, Job is a guy who is doing everything right. He's making sacrifices for his family. He loves the Lord. God has blessed him beyond measure. But then trouble comes his way. God knew something about these calamities that Job was going to face, but Job didn't. You see, God already knew the character of Job, but Job didn't know the character that he had. He didn't know how deep his character was until he lost everything. You know, anyone can rejoice when life is good, but it takes a consecrated life to shout when life falls to pieces. How do you respond toward God in times of crisis? How you respond during these times of crisis actually reveals the depth of your commitment to God. The depth of your character is revealed when your dreams are dashed. There's something else that dashed dreams do to us. It reveals the wisdom of my choices. We discover that Joseph has some options here. Now, he could publicly humiliate Mary because of of what he perceives to be her immorality. Now, this choice could possibly lead to her death under the law. Deuteronomy chapter 22, verses 13 to 21. Uh, He could actually put her to death, have her ordered to be put to death. He could divorce her quietly and just walk away from her, leaving her to raise the child in shame and in poverty. Uh, Those are the options that he had. Or he can marry her and raise the child as if it were his own. Now, that last option would rarely have been chosen by a Jewish man. But Joseph made this choice. You see, he chose that because of the depth of his character. Our character reveals our choices. You know, often life presents us with choices that are less than appealing to our human nature. Our duty in those times is to listen to the voice of God and to seek to do the one thing He wants us to do in that situation. You see, when we go through difficult times, it reveals the wisdom of our choices. It reveals the depth of our character. And number three, it reveals the focus of my passion or my compassion. And here's kind of a side note. As we look at the compassion that Joseph had, when he goes through this time of crisis, it reveals the depth of his walk with God. How we respond to those who have hurt us is also an indicator of the depth of our spiritual walk. You see, if we can learn anything from this example of Joseph, it is that we should never let the hurt of others that others inflict upon us, never let that hurt to cause us to retaliate. There's an expression that hurt people hurt people. But if you're a person of compassion and love of people, you realize that when I get hurt, 
I need to be healed. I don't need to get retribution. I need healing. Because although it is true that hurt people hurt people, it's also true that healed people heal people. We need to deal with those around us who are hurt with compassion. That's exactly how the Lord told us to go that further mile. He said that if we forgive those who have offended us without reservation, we are living in compassion. You see, the choices that I make when I don't get up what I want reveals the depth of my character. The way I treat those who have hurt me reveals the depth of my walk with Jesus Christ. I want you to know, just because you've had some dashed dreams, it doesn't mean that that is fatal to you or it's going to be final for you. We discover in the story of Joseph, in Matthew chapter 1, beginning at verse 20, it says that the angel appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, don't be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name of Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. Now, this next little phrase is so important. It says, all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophets. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Those dash dreams that you're experiencing, Joseph, Oh, don't let it be fatal. Don't let it be final because it's really a revelation of God and the fact that God is going to allow his son to be with us. Emmanuel, God with us. Well, let me just give you a few ways in which God uses dashed dreams. Number one, God uses dashed dreams to remind us that God is still present in my life. You see, our vantage point tends to work against us. I have often described the way we look at life as as watching a parade go by while standing between two buildings. And maybe you can get this in your mind. As we're standing between two buildings that are tall, we get to see the parade come by, but we only see that portion that is passing directly in front of us at that given moment. You have a memory of what has already passed, but you have no idea what is coming down the street. You just have to wait until it gets to you. However, if you climb on top of that building, you'd be able to see the parade in its entirety. You could see the beginning, the middle, and the end, all at the same time, and there'd be no surprises. But unfortunately, in life, we don't get to see the future. We can learn from the past, we're living in the present, but we don't know what's happened around the next bend. I want you to know, just as God was with you in the past, and just as he's with you in the present, he's going to be with you in the future. God is still present in my life, even though my dreams may be dashed. There's something else that we must remember. God is still providing for my needs. You know, Joseph has given details of a miracle that much of the world still hasn't grasped. God entered this world through the womb of a Jewish virgin. Joseph is told that Mary will have a son and that this son will be named Jesus. He is also told that this son will be the Savior of the Jews. Now, this is quite a revelation. In a nutshell, Joseph is made aware that this child was going to be no ordinary baby. He is, in fact, the Son of God. His name will reflect that because his name means Jehovah is salvation. 
His life will reflect this because he will be responsible for the salvation of the lost. This he will be accomplishing through his death on that cross. His resurrection from the dead and his ascension back into heaven was all part of God providing for our needs. Now, surely Joseph doesn't know all the details about this miracle child that his bride-to-be is carrying in her womb, but he knows enough to be sure that this child is a divine provision for the sins of the world. Oh, let me encourage you. May we never forget that it is from the wreckage of our greatest hurts that God often builds us up for his greatest blessings. Just because the way is dark, don't stop holding on to his hand. He may lead you through some desolate places, but he will never forsake you. He will never leave you. The psalmist says, wherever he leads me, whatever path he leads me on, I can count on his provision to be sufficient for the need of the hour. As you're going through difficult times, God uses our dash dreams to remind us that he's still present in our lives, to remind us that he's still providing for our needs. And number three, God is still proclaiming his will. Joseph has shown that the child Mary carries in her womb is none other than the deliverer the one on whom the world was waiting for, the one that was foretold way back in the book of Genesis chapter 3 and verse number 15. This baby was to be the fulfillment of all of the prophecies of the Old Testament. He is to be the end of the law or the fulfillment of the law. He will flesh out all the types of the Old Testament. He is to be the fulfillment of prophecy. But he is far more than that. He is to be God in human flesh. Joseph is allowed to see his hurt, his anger, and his confusion all were necessary to bring about the greatest miracle that the world has ever known, God becoming flesh and entering the world to die as a man. John put it this way, John 1 verse 1 and verse number 14, John says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Well, I want you to know, dash dreams can become growing moments. You see, when Joseph woke up, after he had that encounter with the angel of the Lord, Joseph went to Mary, and he married Mary. But he did not consummate their marriage. That means they didn't have sexual relationship in their marriage until after she gave birth to a son. And Joseph gave him the name Jesus. You know, there are three ways, I think, that Joseph grew through these dashed dreams. And I'm going to share these quickly with you right now, and then we're going to kind of follow through a little more deeply in the broadcast tomorrow. Joseph reacted in faith quickly. You know, when God speaks, that's the time to move. Don't delay. Walk in faith. Secondly, Joseph responded not only quickly, but also without qualifications, right? There was no hidden sin tolerated in the name of Jesus, right? He did exactly what God asked him to do. He did it quickly. He didn't say, well, you know, we're married now, so I'm going to have a relationship with her. No, he waited until Jesus was born. Number three, Joseph resolved to obey quietly and 
completely. Isn't that pretty good? Quietly and completely. If you don't get anything outside of the message today, please get this. What you think is the worst thing that has ever happened to you will often turn out to be the greatest blessing. I think the difference between those who experience God's best in the tragedies of life and those who do not all come down to a simple word called faith. You see, some people will put their trust in God for everything as long as things are going well. But when they're defeated, all of a sudden they throw their faith out the window. As you think about faith, forsaking all, I trust Him. Regardless of how bad things are, regardless of how good things are, I forsake everything else and I trust Him. I trust Christ completely. Have you ever had your dreams turned into nightmares right before your very eyes? We all have, one time or another. Most of us will face this again before life is over. I just want to ask you this quick question. When your dreams turn into nightmares, what are you going to do? Are you going to try to fix them on your own? Get friends to help you out? All these things may work to a certain degree, but when dreams are dashed, why don't you cast your care upon Him because He cares for you? Do it quickly, do it quietly, do it completely, and you discover that He'll turn that mess into a powerful message. Well, God bless you. Thank you so much for listening to the broadcast today. Hickory Ridge Community Church is located at 3220 South Battlefield Boulevard, Chesapeake, Virginia. Sunday service times are at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. We would love for you to join us. For more information, you go to our website at www.hrcc7.org. No matter what you're going through, remember, in Jesus Christ, there is always hope for your heart.